Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. No more missed assignments. And that's what I want to teach tonight. It's a prophetic word to charge you that you will live a life of no more missed assignments. I believe God's heart tonight is to awaken hearts, awaken minds, to get people back on path, back in gear. There are just sometimes things just happen in the life, circumstances, trials, things can knock you out of alignment. Come on, have you ever just been riding down the street in your car and all of a sudden there's a ditch on the side of the road or a ditch in the road and you drive over it at a certain rate of speed and the next thing you know, your car is out of alignment. And that's how it is sometime in our lives if we don't fight against the winds of our life and the things that come against the trajectory of our lives, we will find ourselves out of sync or out of alignment or off or missing assignments. And so tonight, I come to hopefully awaken you, strengthen you, encourage you to miss no more assignments, no more missed assignments. I believe God has given each of us a job, a position, resources, education, and so much more at our hands so that we can optimize this life in the earth. To miss an assignment because we are too caught up in our personal kingdoms or personal agenda is a tragedy. And one of the greatest tragedies you can have in your life is to go to sleep spiritually in this world and miss your daily assignments. Your favor is connected to being awakened and alert to your assignment, your blessings, your strength, your protection. And there's so much that God has for us, has for you, that is all in line with you walking in your assignments. And I've broken this thing out tonight, and I want to give you six cases. If I can get to it tonight, the Lord says the same. But if they're anointing, come on with me, and I don't, and he kind of uh, lingers on one point or another, and I don't get to all the cases, I'll just send them out so you can have them. But I want to have present six cases to you uh, where you could potentially be missing your assignment. Six cases, all right? And so case number one, is when you're off on spiritual vacation. You can miss your assignment because you decided that you're going to take off of spiritual vacation on spiritual vacation when you know you have an assignment to do. I'm not talking about a break where it's strategic and your time to rest. I'm talking about and you have nothing for you to do and you have already organized your life and you don't have an assignment to carry out. I'm not talking about you don't need rest. I'll get to that in a second. But I'm talking about when you have something to do, but instead of doing it, you're on a spiritual vacation. Second Samuel, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 3. And it reads, and it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbi, and David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass even, uh, came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed, walked upon the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look on, look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. 
And one said, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? I want to stop right there. This is a case number one where you miss your assignment because you're on vacation. You've taken a spiritual vacation when God has told you what to do. And this versus David is actually supposed to be out there warring with the kings. David is a king, but rather than going to the war with the king, he sends delegation, he sends Joab and other people, and he decides to stay back at Jerusalem. It's actually an error of an error of his assignment. He was not supposed to be home. So really when you follow the trend of this text and he comes out of his room over the balcony and he sees Bathsheba naked bathing herself. She's beautiful to look on. The temptation comes in his heart and from there he begins uh, to lay with Bathsheba, commits adultery with somebody else's wife and the reason this happened is because he's taken vacation on a time he should be employed spiritually the spirit of distraction is tied to people who take off when they should be going people where God has given you something to do but because you don't want to go for whatever reason it doesn't give why uh, uh, David didn't go but we know he was supposed to go all right, he was supposed to press his way, be at the battle with kings, but because he's out of place, now he's dealing with distractions and temptations and I'm not trying to say temptations will not come but there's a whole nother level of temptation when you're not on assignment when you're not in the right place at the right time doing what God has sent of provision for and so the case number one when you miss an assignment is when you're on spiritual vacation and so some of you need to come off spiritual vacation you are distracted you are detoured from assignment and you're finding yourself in things you shouldn't be involved in why because you're not in the right place following the assignment of your season all right and so number one you got to get back employed spiritually and get off spiritual vacation that's case number one and and if you know case number one david goes through so much from this one act of being out of place he goes through so much he has to set up, he sets up Uriah, he has Uriah killed. God comes to him and says, I won't take the throne from you, but the child that you had from Bathsheba, she would die. He experienced so much pain for being spiritually out of place. And that's how he missed his assignment to be fighting the battle. Case number two is in Matthew the 19th chapter, you have to write this down tonight. Matthew the 19th chapter, verse 16 to 23. Records very popular story. But the case here, while there's a misassignment, is because this guy is possessed by stuff. In other words, he has no room for God, no room for an assignment from God, because he is possessed by stuff or possessed by possessions. Matthew 16, 19, 16 to 23. It says, Behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I have, may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, but if thou wilt enter into life and keep the commandments, he said unto him, which Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. 
Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the young man said unto Jesus, All these things have I kept from my youth. What lack I yet? And that's the key, key question that he poses to Jesus, is what lack I yet? He basically says, I got everything um, uh, together, everything you asked me to do. I'm not killing anybody. I'm not committing adultery. I'm not stealing. I'm not bearing false witness. I'm loving my neighbor. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, if thou will be perfect, he said, here's the missing piece of your life. If this is what you need to really focus on, thou be perfect, go and sell that thou, what thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. So Jesus says, this is the only thing you're missing. Because he's actually, he said, what I lack? He said, what I lack? What I don't have? Tell me what I don't have. I got the rest of it. Jesus said, let me tell you what's causing you to miss your assignment. You are possessed by stuff, right? You got all this other stuff, and I'm telling you to come follow me and give your possessions to the poor. Verse 22, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowfully, for he had great possessions and so he's so full of possessions he's missing his assignment you got to be careful that you don't allow your income your wealth your connections your networks right uh your net worth all right your network all these things that we can value in the earth our land our possessions all the things that we can possess our salary our, our influence we gotta be careful that none of these things cause us to miss our assignment he misses his assignment to follow god why because he's possessed by stuff He's too concerned about keeping his wealth and his ego that he don't care much about obeying God. And if you care much about your possessions, you'll be just like this young man who was sorrowful. He said, oh, basically what he's saying, Jesus, I can't do that. I can't do that. Give up my stuff to follow you? He said, I can't do that. Mm -mm. I love my stuff too much to follow you. I love my stuff too much to give it up for you. That's basically what he said. He was sorrowful. He said, I've done all these things. And I'm going to tell you something. There are times in your life that you're good in a lot of areas, but there's one key area that needs a breakthrough so you will stop missing your assignments. We can see here clearly that this young man is not such a terrible guy. He's living by some codes and some standards. He's living by some commandments. So this is not about him being terrible, but this there has to be a, a place in your heart that nothing is greater than the Lord and he didn't have that place and he was too sorrowful to follow Jesus case number three is when you're tired from the battle sometimes you miss your assignment because you're tired from the battle you're too tired for an assignment first Kings uh, chapter 19 1 through 7 1 Kings 19, 1 through 7. And it says, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. All right, so Ahab is reporting to Jezebel all the great works of Elijah the prophet. And with all how he had slain all the prophets, that's the false prophets, with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, so let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not that thy life, as the life of one of them 
by tomorrow about this time. So she sent him a threat and said, let the gods kill me if I don't kill you like you killed everybody else. She sent a threat to Elijah. And when he saw that, Elijah, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough now, Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he slept, and, and as he lay and slept on the juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, arise and eat. Let me pause a second. Here is Elijah who just fought all the, prof all the false prophets, um, put them on the run, stood strong in the face of all types of false prophets, deception, and time uh, 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 Jezebel sends a word to him threatening his life, it comes at a time when he's weak. See, it's not the fact that uh, Jezebel threatened him. It's when she threatened him. Sometimes in life, it's not the fact that you heard bad news. It's when you heard bad news. And it's sometimes you were good. Two weeks ago, someone came to you, you was like, put up, come on, let's go. I'm ready for you. I, I, come on, I got strength. But when you're tired, here's Elijah who just beat all the false prophets and, and the only thing she does is threatens him and he's running for his life. Why? Because he's tired. And when you're tired, you can't follow assignments. When you're tired, you can't do your best. When you're tired, you can't perform like God wants you to perform. And Elijah was tired from the battle. So much so that he does something that is even more at risk to his life. Number one, you probably didn't catch it, but it's in verse three. Listen, look at verse three again. And when he saw that, when he saw, when he saw that, what she said, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. So now he's isolated. He's left his servant, his companion, who could potentially watch him, cover him, protect him while he's vulnerable. But now he's left his servant one place and he's went away a day's journey into the wilderness, sitting under a juniper tree, tired, hiding out. Now he's asking God to die. He just served God. He had just so much vigor, but he's tired. And when you're tired, you can't put forth what's really in you. He wants to die. He wants God to end his assignment. Take his life. I'm no good. Why are you honoring me? Take me out of here. While he's sleeping in the juniper tree, verse 5, an angel come and touch him and say, arise and eat. Verse 6, and he looked and behold, there was a cake. Baking on the coals, and that's God. That's God. God's good. Tell somebody God's good. He fed him. Uh, there was a cake baking here in the wilderness, but God got angels cooking stuff. He, uh, the cake was baking on coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. He got something in his stomach, went back to sleep. And the angel of the Lord, verse 7, came again the second time and touched him. Tapped him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. Meaning you cannot complete this assignment unless you get up and eat. So I want you to notice that he's in between needing rest and nutrition. It's hard to fulfill any type of assignment if you're not resting and if you're not eating good. Elijah is exhausted. 
He's tired. If you've been in a battle at home, if you've been in a battle in your family, if you've been in a battle in the spirit realm, you got to find some time to go to sleep and you got to eat and take care of your body. He was about to miss his assignment and get off assignment because he was tired. And so there are cases when you're just tired from your battle. You're not talking as clear as you used to talk. Two weeks ago when we talked to you, you was good to go. I mean, my God. But now we talk to you, you're tired. You're talking like God's not with you. You're talking like you never had victories. You're talking full of fear and not faith. Why? Because you need to go to sleep and then you need to eat good. All right. And so that's a practical aspect that helps you get back into the battle and helps you to stop missing assignments. Sometimes you're too tired to complete the assignment on your life. Get some rest, eat good, and get ready to go. All right? What case I'm on? Case number four. Case number four. Four, right? All right, thank you. All right. It's angry and sinning. Case number four is when you're angry and sinning. It's Jonah, the fourth chapter. Read at verse one. I'll probably stop at verse three. It says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was very angry. Let me read again. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. What displeased him? Why was Jonah so angry? Well, in chapter 3, after he finally obeyed God, came out of the belly of the, of the fish, he went to his assignment, which is to go to Nineveh. He preached the gospel. They fast. He gave them the warning that God will uh, kill them, uh, destroy their city if they didn't turn to God and repent. They did that. And when God turned them around, He's upset. And there are times in your life you're too angry to obey God. You're so angry about something, you end up sinning. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. But he's angry and sinning. The sin is the sin of disobedience. And Jonah is angry because God wants to do something and use him to do something that he doesn't want to do. He is angry because God wants him to forgive somebody that he don't want to forgive. Can I be honest with you? You are still hung up on it and God is over it. There are times that God is working on reconciliation and you're still mad and full of bitterness. There's time that God is working on cleaning and forgiveness and restoring and we're stuck in the trial and we're stuck in our feelings and we're stuck and God has to push us out of bitterness and anger and Jonah was a prophet who was stuck and missing the assignment or at least delaying the assignment because he is angry and sinning. Let me tell you something. There are some things in your life that will get up under your skin and you won't be able to obey God as long as you are still mad and angry. And you got to be understanding just like God sent Jonah to preach a message of forgiveness, you have to also be a person of forgiveness and Jonah had to learn to let it go everybody say let it go come on you got to let it go if you're going to walk in your assignment and fulfill what God wants you to do you got to stop being angry verse 2 look at it and he prayed unto the Lord and said I pray O Lord was not this my saying isn't this why I didn't want to go when I was yet in my own country therefore I fled there unto Tarshish for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, 
and of great kindness and repentance thee of evil. You will turn around evil. And so many times, if you are a person who holds on to anger or get anger very quickly, you got to be careful because that anger will keep you out the, of the assignment of God. That anger and that bitterness will keep you. And so you got to get your emotions under control. And that emotion of anger. And Jonah had to forgive. Jonah had to forgive so he can move forward into the things of God. It got so bad in his anger uh, that Jonah wanted to just take his life. Jonah's like, I'm out of here. I don't even want to live. You're going to be restoring people that I'm mad at. If you're going to be blessing folks, you know, I'm telling you, sometimes you can be so hurt about what's happened to you. All your prayers sound like God kill him in the name of Jesus. God, if you can just let them feel the pain that I felt. Well, you ain't saying nothing. When you done been hurt real bad, you'll, you'll use faith to try to use God to hurt somebody. God, God, if you can, God, God, let them feel it. Yeah. And you hear, you hear something. Oh, you heard so-and-so in the hospital. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're working it out right now. Uh-huh. You're going to show them. Do it, God. Oh, no, if you're not careful, that anger will get all contorted with faith. And now you're all out of sorts with how you should be really operating. Come on, the Bible says, bless those that speak falsely against you. Bless those that curse you. Oh, it's, you don't want to play around with it, but it's hard being a believer. You ain't got to say nothing. It takes God just to be a believer. It takes the spirit just to be a believer. Because sometimes in your own emotion, you can't do that. In your own emotion, you can't forgive. In your own emotion but the Holy Spirit will come on you and help you to do the things you can't do in your own human human strength you aren't saying nothing been there done that and the Holy Spirit helped me to forgive and forget and some of y'all keep saying that little cliche and that's why you stuck you keep talking about I can forgive but I can't forget the Bible didn't call you to be dumb forget mean don't put it in the forefront of your mind the forefront of your mind is when you see a person the first thing you say is I remember what you did to me you that mean you have haven't forgotten it all right because it's the first thing you see when you forgive a person the first thing you see is not what they done to you amen the first thing you see is how you doing great 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 and then time they start talking about hey let's go out let's hang out then you remember hallelujah glory to god hallelujah you have a good day then you remember no i just want to speak amen i'm good i just want to speak i don't want to hang with you glory to god you still need to be delivered hallelujah glory to god i put i already got close to you one before and you hurt me shame on me the first time God now let me know how you operate I can't go with you now bye bye no no see but see the first interaction was good it was pleasant amen you were friendly come on but when anger gets a hold of you and bitterness gets a hold of you the Holy Spirit will have to flush that thing out of you somebody say help me God you ain't never been mad about nothing oh I've been mad oh I've been mad before Lord help me so Jonah was a case he was angry and sinning because he was upset let's get out of here come on another case is when you are afraid and hiding how do you miss these assignments how are you going to be a person because uh, how, how, why are you missing these assignments you are afraid and hiding come on Matthew 25 verse 24 through 30 I want you to first understand this is the story of the talents where the servant went to a far country he gave three different servants three different measures one was five talents the other was two talents the other was one he returned to see what they had done with their talents the five had had had, had grown his talents the two person who had two talents had grown his talents but the one who had one talent 
This is what he said. He said, Lord, verse 24, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strawed, and I was afraid, there it is, afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, here it is. <laughs> you come for your talent? Lo, there thou hast that is thine. Here it is. Lo, here it is. You come back for your talent? That's what I got. You left, I ain't grew nothing. I hadn't prospered nothing. I hadn't watered nothing. I hadn't exchanged nothing. I hadn't traded nothing. I hadn't been anything better with my life. I'm in the same state uh, that I was in when you sold me the first time. Although you gave me something that could have caused me to grow, I've done nothing with it. Why? Because I told you why, Lord. You ain't got to wonder why. You ain't got to even be mad at me. Why? I told you. I got the one you gave me. Here you go. <laughs> I was safe. I was safe, Lord. I was safe. I don't know what the one with the five and the two did, but I was safe. Because I was afraid and I was hot. And there's some of you who are missing your assignment because you are afraid and you are hiding. It's also a sign that you don't feel that you are adequate. It's a sign that you don't believe that you can do what do something with what God gave you. It's a sign that you don't believe that you can grow something. You can blossom something. You can prosper something. It's a sign that you don't believe that you are worthy to have this talent and to grow this talent. It's a sign that you are afraid of what God can do th through you. All right. All right. This is what he answered. Look at verse 26. Now, this this one nice. Verse 26. His Lord answered and said unto him, thou wicked. Lord, help. Lord, help. The man said he was afraid in hiding. How did we move from being afraid in hiding to the, the, the Lord um, uh, answering verse 26 that thou are wicked and slowful? Servant, you are wicked and slowful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sow not. And gather where I have not straw. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers. And then at my coming, I should have received my own with usury. What he's saying is you could have took my stuff to the bank and let it sit in the bank. I'd rather it be in the bank earning interest that I could have got back what I had plus the interest versus you burying it in the ground where it has no chance to be seen, no chance to be of value, but you put it in the ground and hid it from everybody else and some of you are missing your assignments because God is giving you value but you're spending more time hiding. Don't you know it takes strength to bury your talent because you got to dig the hole and then put put dirt back on top of it so nobody sees it. Don't you know that the energy you're spending to hide could be spent to give God glory? But you act like, no, no, I don't want to do all that because it take work. Yes, it take work, but you're, you're working out of a lazy mentality. That's why people do. They don't even understand. Even when they're being lazy, they're working. But they work it in the wrong direction. And the servant, the Lord says to the servant, you wicked and you slowful. Now, we, we thought he was just afraid and hiding. But the underneath uh, situation is he's wicked and he's slowful. He said, you slowful servant. That orders therefore that put my money to the bank. All right. Verse 28. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which have ten talents. All right. So he took the one talent and he gave it to somebody else. All right. So all of those who are hiding 
and, uh, and afraid, come on out. Stop using all this strength to hide your gifts and your talents. Stop being slowful. God wants to use you. All right. So let me talk here lastly on what it's like to get back on assignment. What it's like to get back on assignment. I want to give you some cases where you can easily see where people get off assignment. Maybe some of those cases help you recognize where you were weak. Maybe you were on a spiritual vacation. Maybe you were angry. Maybe you were tired, right? Maybe some of those cases help you uh, diagnose potentially where you are or where you were and why you missed some assignments. Maybe you was possessed by stuff. Maybe you were too, bu too busy worried about somebody calling your name that you wasn't willing to be not seen but do the work of the Lord. But let's get back on assignment. Come on somebody, so let's get back on assignment. Luke 15 verse 17 through 19 and this is where I close with these verses. Luke 15 17 through 19 records a story of a young man who walked away from his father's house. It's the story of the prodigal son. He walks away from his, his, his father's house, and when he walks away from his, his father's house, he gets involved with hires, he gets involved with a citizen of that country, and he began to be in want. He spent all his money with riotous living, and then he comes to himself. Let's read verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. This is what I want you to notice as he's getting back on assignment. We first must understand something led him away. If he had to come to himself, the Bible says he, when he came to himself, we have to honor that something led him astray. I want to interject here a teaching that is too big for me to digest in this one moment, but I got to throw it out there that hopefully I'll come back for it at another time. But this, this is what caused him. I want to pause. We've studied about the prodigal son, but we don't ever pause to say, what made him walk away? I believe he was under the spirit of error. The spirit of error. Meaning that he thought life would be better some other way, somewhere else. And the spirit of error led him away from a place where he was blessed, he had provision. And so I want you to understand that if you have missed assignments, potentially the spirit of error is in your life. Something that's causing you to go in the wrong direction that you're not going in the right direction. Really quickly, I want you to understand the spirit of error will have you living by the wrong principles. It will have you with the wrong people. It will have you at the wrong places. All right. I want you to understand it will have you with the wrong principles. It will have you with the wrong people. It will have you in the wrong places. And that's what happened to the prodigal son when he left under the spirit of error, thinking he can do it this way. He found himself with the wrong principles. He found himself the wrong people, and then he found himself in the wrong place. And the thing that brought him back, I want you to notice this, what brought him back to his assignment is the love of God. Look at verse 18. Look at verse, I'm sorry, 17. He says, I, he came to himself, and he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. It's right there. He says, the reason I can go back to my assignment and go back home is my father is feeding people. My father is taking care of people. Why am I out here dying of hunger and my father is home taking care of people? He said, wait a minute. 
And it, what it means is many times to come back and to get back in alignment, you got to recognize God loves you. You got to recognize how much God's grace is for you. You got to recognize that whatever you missed, you missed, but God going to help you move forward to what's coming in your life right now. And this man said, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven before thee. He goes through his repentance for being off assignment, being out of place, being living according to wrong principles, uh, living with wrong people at the wrong, at, with, at the wrong places. And he says, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And that's his mindset in order to go home. I can go home because my father loves me. I can go home because my father cares for other people and I know if I go home he's going to take care of me I want to encourage you tonight that if you have missed your assignments in season past that you don't spend time uh, toiling and being in pain about what you didn't do go through whatever level of uh, reconciliation and repentance and find yourself getting back into gear and getting back on assignment with God I believe the greatest thing that turns your life around is this simple principle which is the fear of God the fear of God all right the fear of God as Proverbs 9 and 10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning and sometimes you need a new beginning it's the beginning of wisdom sometimes you need a new beginning and how do you begin again the fear of the Lord now I can give you a hundred steps on how to get back to the right place with God but I think rather than trying to give you a hundred steps do this do that and make you robotic if I can teach you just to fear the Lord, if you've been off assignments, just stop and start fearing the Lord. Stop and start fearing the Lord. Stop, stop and start respecting the Lord. To fear the Lord means to reverence him. To fear the Lord means to acknowledge him. Stop what you're doing. Stop the path you're on. Just stop and start fearing the Lord. Lord. What do you want out of me, Lord? Recognize he has an assignment. Recognize he wants to do. Don't run. Don't hide. Don't make that the error of, of Adam. The error of Adam is after he said he's hiding, God has asked him, where art thou? Which is a term of accountability. Where are you? Which really means, hey, you should have been coming back. Why haven't you come back to me? Really is what God is saying to Adam in the whole garden, even when they said. His really his expectation was Adam to go back to God and say, God, we sinned. And, and, and what have we done? But rather than going back to God, he runs. And so many times you can spend your whole life running from God because you missed assignments. You can let guilt and condemnation keep you out of the presence. You can let guilt and condemnation keep you out of renewal. Tonight, I want to stir you to get back in assignment. Tonight, I want to stir many of you to get back into the place of prayer. Get back into the place of respecting the Lord. Get back to the place of reading your Bible. Get back to the place of worship in the daytime. Get back to the place of doing the things that God has called you to do. Get back to your devotional. Get back to the time of seeking the Lord. Come on, we've been away we haven't been able to gather and I know many of you um, have really fought in your spiritual life because you don't have the support of the church and I know many people took it lightly before everything had to shut down on how important it is to gather many people didn't recognize how important it was to gather until we really couldn't gather or we shouldn't gather because of safety precautions but now you recognize how much strength we get from our brother and our sister and many of us have had to live on our own spirit without a brother without 
out of sister or have to connect right here like you're doing tonight and you see how how much more challenging it is but I'm encouraging you don't allow that to make you quit from getting back on assignment maybe you had somebody do you wrong somebody walk out on you betray you talk behind your back didn't uh, didn't come follow up on their word they lied they cheated but I want you to move away from bitterness and vengeance and begin to forgive because God has something greater for you I want you to understand that it's time for you to move on with God it's time for you to pick up the pieces it's time for you to not to spend time with yesterday and, and move towards tomorrow don't let condemnation don't be soaking in your sin don't be soaking in your mistakes don't be soaking everybody has made some level of mistake come on keep moving with God and don't beat yourself up I don't know who I'm talking to tonight stop self-sabotaging yourself and stop beating yourself up and move on with the grace of God and so tonight I really want to encourage you to don't miss your assignment anymore and it's like a, it's a declaration but I wanted to preach it with some steps and with some grace I wanted to preach it showing you that there are people who missed assignments I want to preach it and teach it from a point of view so you can see the vulnerability of life that there are times you get out of swing and out of flow but I want to show you how God sends resources and provision even like like he did Jonah he wouldn't even allow Jonah just sit there and die he wouldn't even allow Elijah to sit there at, under the juniper tree and complain the angel wouldn't even allow him to oversleep got a little bit of sleep and getting fed him again I want you to see how God is loving and gracious and is trying to pick you back up and restart your engine and get you to the place that you're supposed to be and tonight this is the teaching tonight no more missed assignments God wants to stir you again God wants to refresh you again God wants to shed his love abroad fresh upon your hearts tonight and God don't want you sulking with your head down and God don't want you missing his blessing and I don't know about you but I know the, how much God loves me I know how much God waited for me how much God has been patient for me and I want to afford you this moment to be able to pray if you don't mind lift your hands at home right where you are tonight I want to teach this into your spirit it's a prophetic message no more missed assignments but I wanted to teach it from a way that you can see biblical examples where people missed assignments. But then I wanted to show you the turnaround where the prodigal son came to himself. He repented. He was still soaking a little bit, but the father helped him to move out of soaking about where he'd been. He was still soaking about where he'd been. Ah, I'm just going to be a hard servant. Ah. But the Holy Spirit and the father comes to him and say, no, you're my son. I got a robe and a ring and sandals for you. So tonight I'm praying for your family. I'm praying for you tonight. Some of you have missed assignments. Some of you have been off course. Some of you have been on vacation. Some of you just took some time off in the Lord. Some of you are not listening to me tonight because you're on spiritual vacation. You don't even know I'm talking to you tonight. You're not listening. You're not online. You're not connected nowhere. You're not on Facebook. You're not on YouTube. You hadn't been on for weeks, but when you catch it, I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> it's time for you to get back connected. It's time for you to get back connected to God. It's time for you to get back into connected to prayer, to fasting, to worshiping, to reading your Bible, and not miss the assignment of the Lord. God don't want us missing the assignment for our lives. Don't be caught up even in possessions and in stuff. Don't even get caught up in stuff. I've seen people wreck their whole life, caught up in stuff, caught up in being the next big this, the next big that. Fortunately, I've seen pastors go astray, start good, the next thing you know, too busy, too busy worried about TV ratings more than preaching truth. Started off good, 
and get led astray by all types of temptations. But if you lift your hands tonight, come on, let's lift our hands. Come on, lift our hands. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. Miss no more assignments. Even an assignment to witness, even an assignment to share the love of Jesus, even an assignment to pray. Many of you, God has given you dreams. And some of y'all dream and don't do nothing with it. You don't write it down and you don't pray even for the person you dream about. You just have dreams. <laughs> you don't pray, you don't act, you don't call, you don't find out what your role is in this thing. You just dream. It's like God puts something in your hands and it stops with you. You're almost acting like the servant who buried the treasure because time he got the treasure, he put it in the ground. It did nothing, it grew nothing, it attracted no one. Some of you God is talking to, but you're not doing anything with the things that God has given you. When I talk about assignments, I'm talking to you as a believer. God's going to bless you. God's going to keep you. God's going to preserve you. But I got to get many of you moving. I got to stir some of you to good works. So Father, I've taught your word, given many examples so that I wouldn't be teaching from a point of view that one case fits all. Your Bible shows there are definitely different people at different places for different reasons so we respect where everyone is but the holy spirit the same thing will move everybody forward the love of god the same thing will move people forward into the presence of god your grace your mercy so father i thank you for reminding us of your grace and your mercy maybe someone has just heard so much bad news that who they're not that they don't even believe that the grace of god is for them but tonight i pray that we'll stir the good works I pray that we'll stir the fruitfulness and I pray to God that we will walk forward and stop missing the assignments on our lives. Give us boldness. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. So tonight I'm declaring no more missed assignments. When you go to work, no more missed assignments. That person that God keep putting in your spirit, no more missed assignments. That thing that God wants you to do, don't bury it. No more missed assignments. Come on, some of you are tired, you just need to rest. You're tired. You were good a month ago, but you're tired. You need to rest, and you need to eat good so you can replenish yourself and be ready for what God wants you to do. So I want to bless you tonight with that word, no more missed assignments, and I want us to get our church ready because we have an assignment to serve on this weekend. Here in Tallahassee, we'll be at Lively serving Thanksgiving food distribution to our community. Thank God for all the volunteers that have signed up. We appreciate you being servants of the harvest, champions of the harvest, helping this church stay great and do what God has called us to do, to serve so many people. So get ready for this Saturday here in Tallahassee at Lively Tech will be our food distribution. And then Monticello at the Victorious Church will be our distribution. At the same time, different locations, but God will be moving through us to serve mankind. So thank you also, although the volunteers will be in Monticello as well. And we pray in advance that this, this distribution will be a touch of love. That we'll be touching hearts and minds, lifting up burdens, strengthening families, encouraging people's hearts and minds. Hallelujah. That they'll know that God loves them and that God cares for them. In Jesus' mighty name. So I want you to get ready for that on this Saturday. What we'll be doing and how we'll be getting ready. Alright, and so this is, um, we have one more Wednesday in this month, but that is next week. And we'll be getting ready for Thanksgiving. So. We always normally take off and we'll do so um, on next week. And so there'll be no Bible study on next week, Wednesday. All right. So we'll be in that Thanksgiving mood. Many of you will be baking cakes and sweet potato pies and
and all that kind of good stuff turkey ham hens and all the other dressings and side dishes and so we want you to enjoy your family enjoy the time off all right and so there'll be no wednesday night uh, service here um, from truth gathers dream center and so we want you to enjoy your family all right so before you leave i want you to be a blessing to giving tonight i want you to give a seat of five dollars five dollars that's the grace of the lord if you got a seat of five dollars sometimes it's not about the amount it's about the heart to obey sometimes we only think god can bless us supernaturally because we gave a million or we gave a thousand or we gave a hundred sometimes it's in the obedience it's in the simple obedience and i'm asking you tonight if you can give a seat of five dollars if you got it and you can give it go ahead and give it tonight amen give that five dollar offering as a sign that god's grace is sufficient to push you into your assignment i'm praying that you will both be bold and courageous i don't want you to live with your head down i don't want you to live in shame or sad i don't want you hiding because of your talents i want you to trust god in this season trust god with your assignment on your life all right, so I want you to give tonight that $5 seed. Isn't man, this man asking for $5? Yes, $5. I want to teach you to obey the simplest things. The simple things. Obey. So if you don't mind obeying my voice, as unto the Lord, I'll appreciate it tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much for your giving tonight. So, Father, we love you tonight. We praise you tonight. We glorify you tonight. We love you tonight. We endeavor to miss no more assignments. Help us to live being very vigilant, very strong. Give us durability. Give us wisdom on how to live in this season. Restore our battery. Restore our spirit. For those who are tired and drained, replenish them. For those who need visitation from angels, God, I pray that you release the angels on their behalf. Those who need encouragement because they're down, those who are confused and they need a fresh word, send a fresh word so they'll know where you are. For those who are lost in the wilderness, don't know to go left or right, send a word to get them back on path. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you so much. That's it for tonight. I want you to know I love you so much. This Sunday, we'll see you right here at Truth Gathers at 10 a.m. God bless you. Have a wonderful week in Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.